Hello, and welcome to the reading room. This is Kate, or Mrs. Lemonade on Twitter, and a special guest, Mr. Lemonade. Sorry. Today, we will be reading A Different Perspective by House of Pixels, Chapter 2, A Really Bad Day for a Really Weird Quirk. This fic is rated explicit. Please see the AO3 link in the description for additional tags. What the uh, fuck, fuck is going on? What the hell? I feel like my Fuck, brain is imploding. My leg, I feel like it's been dislocated. Ugh, it's so painful. I been hit Where in my am leg. I? I can't think. Ochako felt like her whole existence was being sucked into her thoughts, which were running so quickly she couldn't focus on a single one. They were so alien and strange. She'd never had thoughts like these before. She felt irrationally angry, white hot fury that made her hands shake. She realized she had collapsed onto the ground. Oh, she was nauseous. Her head was ringing like a bell. She started to panic and felt it swell and combine with the fury she was feeling until it was suffocating her. I can't breathe. Appear. She started hyperventilating and vomiting at the same time, but not. She gagged, interrupting her hyperventilation and gasped for breath after finishing vomiting at the same time. She felt herself doing two things at once, which was impossible and incredibly disorienting. She didn't understand. What was happening to her? What did uh, that kid do to me? Move. Wait. Some part of Ichako was starting to untangle the mix of thoughts, bouncing around in her throbbing head. She fisted her hand on the ground and let her fingernails dig into her palm. The bite of pain snapped her thoughts together into something that resembled organized thought. She felt an echo of pain and annoyance that definitely felt foreign. It had a different... flavor? Color? One thing was certain, though. These thoughts were not her own. Ugh, that hurts. Whose voice is that? Fuck this. She could swear she recognized the sound of the half of her thoughts that she seemed to not be in control of. It was hard to tell, though. She was in so much pain. She never had a headache like this. Never so cripplingly bad. Not even when she'd accidentally blasted himself through a fucking wall. Wait. No. She'd never done that. What was this flash of a memory she had? She couldn't blast herself through a... It hit her suddenly. She knew who her thoughts sounded like. My thoughts sound just like Bakugo? No way. This is crazy. What? The... Actual... Fuck. Why did her thoughts sound like Bakuga? Was she reading his mind? Could he read hers? Panic swelled in her again, and she felt it whip around her brain, melding with an uncontrollable anger. It was a shitstorm of emotions, so intense she gasped for air like a fish left on a dock, as it just magnified the pain her mind was experiencing. She had an inkling what was going on, but was terrified to test her theory. Bakugo, can you hear me? No, this is crazy. The kid can't possibly have made me be able to read minds, right? I can't move. No, it's like I'm thinking his thoughts. He was screaming in her mind, which was really not helping her think her own thoughts and disentangle his from hers. Or what she thought were his. It wasn't super clear that his thoughts actually were not her own. She didn't really want to think of the alternative. That these were all her thoughts and she'd gone crazy. She really had to figure it out fast because, as she just remembered, they were in the middle of a fight for their lives. 
God He's damn so it, how did this... He really needed to shut up and calm down. She was feeling increasingly unhinged by her... His? Their? Anger. They didn't have time for this. Bakugo! Achako all but screamed in her mind. She felt... How the hell could she feel that? A beat of surprised silence. Blessed silence. Her pain dis- diminished to a manageable level. She opened her eyes, letting out a sigh. Ugh, finally, you're so loud. With the silence and decreasing pain came awareness of the rest of her body. She turned her cheek on the pavement. She must have fallen after that kid touched their foreheads. Looking around, she saw Bakugo lying a few feet away, grasping at his hair, eyes wide. She met his eyes and felt a weird electric jolt go through her spine. It wasn't painful, per se, more like someone had turned on all of her sensation all at once. She felt a jolt go through his spine at the same time, as if his body was hers. She didn't even want to begin unpacking that one. Uraraka? He responded hesitantly and totally confused. She looked away from him, waiting for him to understand the situation, checking for the villains they'd just been fighting, who appeared to not be near them at the moment. Which was good, because she wasn't sure she could get up. She felt his epiphany as if it was her own. Several thoughts raced through her brain as he connected the dots. They flew around with dizzying speed. A dagger of pain lanced through her forehead, which then echoed back to her as she felt him experience her pain. She was stuck in an echo chamber of pain with him. This was not good. Stop thinking so hard, it hurts my head. His yelling, thinking, how did one categorize what was happening? was causing a deep, throbbing pain in both their brains, which she couldn't really distinguish between at this point. It was like she simultaneously had one and two bodies. She groaned and rolled over onto her back, reaching up to her head and squeezing her eyes shut in an attempt to block out some of the stimuli assaulting her mind. An intense stab of pain sprang up her leg as she moved, causing her to freeze and Bakugo to choke on his... She struggled to breathe through the combined amount of pain she was currently experiencing. She gripped her leg, which was a bad plan. The contact launched a whole new wave of torture through her mind. Their thoughts fizzled out in the blinding intensity of their combined pain. Ugh, your leg hurts. Stop moving. Achako thought this was a good plan and stopped moving. She felt him start to sit up to take a quick look around. A new pain ripped through her, or his, left flank. He collapsed back onto the ground, which sent another wave crashing into their shared mind space. Or at least she thought it was his pain. The sensation of being mentally connected was so disorienting she couldn't really tell. Definitely his injury, she realized as she reached down to feel her own side, which was intact and pain-free. The burning sensation his movement had elicited bounced back and forth in their brains, magnifying the overall sensation, crippling them both. He stopped moving, taking his own advice, and the pain decreased. A few tears slipped out of her eyes. She opened them and glanced back to where he was laying. This doesn't make any sense. Why is this happening? Well, obviously, this is that creepo's quirk. I'm gonna fry that fucker. Stop yelling, you're making it worse. No, Bakugo, I swear to God, if you Just keep screaming me at talk me... For a, stop thinking for a fucking... She stopped thinking yielding to the biting pain his yelling sent through her psyche. She narrowed her eyes at him from their spots. God, thank you. 
Okay, clearly this kid has a mind-altering quirk. It's a mind-melding quirk, I That's think. That's what I just said. Fucking stop yelling! That stunned him for a second. She felt a whisper of amusement. His amusement, which was making her feel amused. Ugh, they were so messed up right now. We've got to get out of here and wait for this to wear I off. I agree. She felt his irritation at being interrupted. But it wasn't like she could control when her thoughts decided to happen. We're sitting ducks until then. Do your con- He said out loud as he thought it, which created a weird sort of echo in her brain. She pulled a face at the strange sensation. Don't talk. It's really weird and just making things more complicated. Fine. Do your comms work. Mind shot. Ataka reached up to her earpiece and pressed the on button. Static buzzed through the unit. Shoot, mine's busted too. I wonder if they did that on purpose. Who? The, the villains? villains Ataka sighed. She could not wait for this quirk to wear off. This was exhausting. She felt his irritation and frustration building. Okay, let's go. We gotta power through and get the- His thought was interrupted as a streak of green lightning came flying into their proximity. Her heart swelled with emotions, too many for her to process at the moment. Love. Pain. Heartbreak. Admiration. Relief. Deku! You're disgusting. No, you idiot. He can help us. She felt his begrudging admission that that was right. Deku! Her voice was scratchy and raw. She felt stupid, calling from where she was, stuck on the ground, motionless. She could count on one hand the number of times she'd been this incapacitated, and they'd all been within her first year as a sidekick. Embarrassment, frustration, shame, and guilt flooded her brain, both from herself and Bakugo. I see what you mean. Hearing you think and speak at the same time is a really uncomfortable sensation. Chaco ignored his comment and his rising anger at their predicament. Deku skated to a stop in front of them, his face screwed up into a worried, tear-streaked mess. Oh, I was so worried about you guys. I saw the long-fingered kid touch you and you both just dropped. He fell down to his knees next to Chaco and pulled her into a tight hug. Normally, she would have welcomed a hug from Izuku in a moment like this. But currently, she was mind-linked to someone who seemed to be a sounding board for any pain either one of them had, and Deku had just jostled her leg, ribs, and broken arm. Ah, uh, fuck! Deku, stop moving! Bakugo shouted as Uraraka let out a strangled cry. Their minds exploded with pain that bounced back and forth. Deku froze, holding Achako, who just panted as the pain subsided. Bakugo's hand grasped at the torn-up pavement as he recovered, too. Don't fucking move! I know! God, stop yelling! What's going on? Oh my god, are you hurt? How bad? I can... Deku started rambling, looking confused between her and Bakugo. Izuku, I need you to listen to me very carefully. Do not move me again, Achako said, interrupting his frantic rambling. She made eye contact with his bright eyes. They were a tragically beautiful shade of green. She felt a pang of heartbreak, which was immediately followed with Bakugo's annoyance. <laughs> Bakugo vocalized his irritation at Uraraka's feelings. She whipped her head around to glare at him, feeling a multitude of emotions she couldn't seem to source to either person well. It was just a giant mixing pot of hurt, annoyance, pain, heartache, longing, irritation, anger, disappointment, and on and on, endless in its depth. You're pathetic. Pull it together. 
I can't control how I feel. You of all people should understand that. Can you at least try to feel it while I'm not along for the ride? Can you stop being an asshole while I'm along for the ride? Uh, guys? Deku was looking back and forth between the two heroes, clearly understanding there was more going on than he initially thought. What exactly did that villain do? Ochako paused. What was actually going on? How could she accurately describe how it felt to suddenly have both one and two bodies? To be psychically linked to Bakugo, of all people. She opened her mouth to explain, right as Cready and Red Riot ran up. Ochako, are you okay? I saw you get hit with that one kid's quirk, Momo said, stopping next to Deku, giving Uraraka a once-over. Momo herself had a large gash on her forehead, which was leaking blood down her face. Kirishima arrived shortly behind her, looking worse for the wear as well. I'm glad you two are awake. You both dropped like a ton of bricks, Kirishima said in concern. It totally turned tail and fled the second you two went down. I think they probably were just trying to get a second to breathe so the teleportation quirk could get them out. What did he do to you guys? Are you okay? Izuku interjected with concern shining in his eyes, and he carefully held Uraraka's... I'm... Achako started, then paused, realizing she had no idea how she planned to express her current state. She blinked up at Momo in confusion. She was still unprepared to answer the question. How did she even start explaining all that had happened in the past five minutes, since she'd been inexplicably connected to Lord Explosion Murder's mind? Luckily, Bakugo caught on to her lack of explanation and took over. The finger kid hit us with his quirk, which we think is mind-melding or some other shit, and now we can't move without our pain bouncing back and forth. He stated in a matter-of-fact tone from his spot on the ground. It was weird to see him not move as he talked. Achako never realized how much he normally used his hands to express himself until it was taken away. The group was silent for a moment, trying to process what Bakugo said. Kirishima's mouth actually hung open. That's incredible, Deku exclaimed. Achako blanched. That wasn't exactly the reaction she'd been expecting. Think of the utilities of this. You can feel each other's pain? Can you communicate telepathically? See out of each other's eyes? There are just so many applications. What an amazing quirk. I wonder. Deku started mumbling to himself, contemplating the new information. Chaco awkwardly cleared her... Th what a fucking nerd. I can't believe he chose to focus on the usefulness of the quirk. We're literally incapacitated. Fucking rude is what it is. It doesn't really matter how it works. It's fucking us. Achako didn't have a response to that. She knew Deku didn't mean anything by it. He was just trying to figure it all out for the future fight he would inevitably have with the villain. He couldn't help himself. He had built his mind to be a one-track analysis of everything he needed to be the best hero possible. It isn't because he doesn't care about our pain. He just cares more about his job as the number one hero. Her heartbreak and sadness washed across their minds, unbidden. She felt a jolt of sympathy from Bakugo, which was unexpected. Achako knew he thought her and Deku's relationship, or rather fallout from said relationship, was a waste of time. He'd said as much last year when everything had gone down. He didn't comment on her thoughts, though, which Achako was grateful for. Wait... So if you guys are all... Kirishima gestured generally in their direction, clearly lacking words to describe their current mind meld. Immobile from each other's pain, how are you guys planning on getting home? 
Gee, asshole, I thought that's what having allies was for. She felt Bakugo's budding anger flow through her. It was so weird, feeling his anger as if it was her own. It had a different... flavor? than hers normally did. Somehow sharper and less diffuse. The longer she spent connected to him, the more she was able to tease apart what was hers and what was his, though it was exhausting just trying to do so. She couldn't wait until the quirk wore off, and she could go back to only feeling her own emotions. That was going to be great. I think what Bakugo means is that we were hoping for some help. Maybe try getting Recovery Girl out here to fix our injuries, or Aizawa to cancel out the quirk. Achako restated his general idea of getting assistance, much to Bakugo's irritation. She felt his anger at her lick her mind, leaving a sort of sting. She mentally flinched away from it reflexively, and he calmed down, having felt the pain she had secondhand. Oh, I don't think we're going to have time for that, Momo interjected, all business. The press got a hold of the story, and they're already on the way. We cannot let your... condition get out until we know more. Achako blanched. Great. The press. The last thing they needed was to be photographed in a compromising position. Seeing two of the top ten down didn't exactly inspire confidence in heroes in a time of tragedy. Creati is right. Having two of the top ten heroes weakened by a single hit will dispel disaster for morale and incite panic, Deku added in, nodding vigorously. I am not weakened! Bakugo spit fire at the insinuation. Ajako grimaced as his psychic shout wreaked havoc on her already bruised mind. She shot him a venomous glance. Stop yelling! My brain is going to completely disintegrate if you keep at it! She chastised him. He had the good grace to stay quiet after that, no doubt because his head was killing him as much as hers was. Actually, she knew it was, because she could freaking feel it. What a weird day. During his outburst, Momo made two cots out of her back. I do not like the look of those. You don't think they would try to carry us out of here by hand? They both physically flinched at the same time, as she envisioned the pain that would come with them both being jostled around on those. Deku watched the flinch with interest. Great. She was going to hear the end of his list of questions. Oh, he- Bakugo said, shaking his head. This whole hearing it in her thoughts and out loud thing was getting really annoying, but Ochako had to second Bakugo's sentiment. Do you have a better idea? Or would you rather face the press in your current... state? Momo launched the rhetorical question right back at Bakugo. She felt him relent his position more than saw it, his face still held in the scowl, but his mind had resigned himself to his fate. Their fate. Achako took a deep breath and nodded to Momo in consent. Momo frowned, but turned to Deku and Kirishima. Kiri, Deku, can you help me carry them out of here? Momo asked, setting the cots next to Achako and Bakugo. Deku nodded, and Kirishima made a fist in affirmation. Achako first, Momo said, nodding. Achako froze up. She felt her anticipation and fear amplify as Bakugo added his own. This was going to hurt. If they couldn't even have just one of them sitting up without crippling pain, she could only imagine what having them both moving around would feel like. Oh man, this is going to I am so not ready. Zuku shifted her in his arms, and Achako whimpered as pain lanced through her and Bakugo's minds. Bakugo sucked in a sharp inhale of- Fucking be careful, that shit hurt! He snapped at Deku. 
who just grimaced apologetically. Momo and Kirishima exchanged a concerned look, clearly freaked out by their show of shared pain. Which was a fair reaction, Achako supposed. If she saw someone exclaim in pain because another person was injured, she'd be pretty weirded out too. Just get it over with, Deku. I'll be okay. Achako whispered, making eye contact with him. Her heart stuttered again, traitorous thing that it was. I'm really sorry about this, Achako, Deku said apologetically. Then, before Achako could analyze the way her heart sank at his words, he moved her onto the cot with a swift movement. Achako literally lost her vision and the pain was so intense. But then it was over and she was on the cot, panting as the pain receded. She felt dizzy. Or maybe Bakugo felt dizzy. It was hard to tell. He was groaning both verbally and with his thoughts, which was distractingly noisy. If the pain wasn't enough, then the sudden swell of emotions they both were having was more than enough to fill her brain to the brim. Pain, hurt, anger, confusion, determination, and too many others to count, whipped around her brain in a tornado of feelings, sweeping her ability to think clearly with it. She couldn't process everything that was happening. It was too much for her brain to do. To make matters worse, before they had recovered from her being moved, the three heroes were already moving Bakugo. Wait, Wait, we, we aren't, aren't ready. ready, both Achako and Bakugo said at the same time, right as Kirishima moved his hands under Bakugo's torso, brushing the pervasive burn wound on his flank. The pain returned, doubling from its previous intensity as Bakugo was moved onto his cot. She heard herself scream through Bakugo's ears, but didn't have time to process how strange it was because she was lost to the world in an ocean of hurt. At some points, the heroes lifted their cots and began moving Achako and Bakugo. She could hear them talking back and forth, but couldn't understand what they were saying as she and Bakugo were jostled on their cots. For the first time since this nightmare began, she felt her brain totally in sync with Bakugo's as they suffered through it together, completely consumed by their shared pain. Make it stop! Thankfully, it did stop, as Achako's brain gave up and she faded into unconsciousness. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.